He has risen. He has risen indeed. Alleluia. And the risen and reigning Lord Jesus provides a peace that surpasses all understanding, even amid the most grievous uncertainty. And uncertainty was unmistakable. He has risen. He has risen indeed. Alleluia. And the risen and reigning Lord Jesus provides a peace that surpasses all understanding for his church, even amid uncertainty. And make no mistake, the uncertainty was unmistakable and unsettling. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. The uncertainty was unmistakable and unmistakably unsettling. I want to take you back to the year 1945 in the city of Dresden in Germany at the height of World War II. And Dresden had just experienced a devastating series of bombings flattening the town. And I want to show you an image of one spot in particular, the Lutheran Frauenkirche the Lutheran Church of Our Lady. Now, when we look at this image, the first thing we can tell is that, well, it looks like a, a service of worship. Maybe it's a little more high church than we're used to, but still it's recognizable. You have the pastor there and the, the assistants and the acolytes. Everything looks to be in order. But then you notice in the back of the scene, boy, that sure looks like a big picture window. And then you realize that's not a picture window. That's a great big gash in the side of the building, like a gaping wound, looking out on all of the devastation that was surrounding the church. Now imagine, imagine the uncertainty that those people must have been feeling in that moment, not only about their building, but about their town, about their future. What is all of it going to hold? But amid all that uncertainty, we can tell there is a palpable peace. There is a peace that surpasses all understanding as they are gathered together. Why? Because Jesus is still in their midst. Now, today, we're starting a new sermon series through the season of Easter. I've called it Easter in Exile. As we've found ourselves suddenly scattered, exiled as the people of God, unable to gather at church. But what I want to say is that we are still the church when we are not at church. We are the church in all of these various and sundry places where we find ourselves, at home, on the road, even amid uncertainty. Why? Because Christ lives in our midst. And in fact, this coronavirus pandemic is forcing us to recognize what in fact has always been the case, that we are the pilgrim people of God, that we live in a state of exile until we arrive at that new creation, the new heavens and the new earth that Jesus is going to usher in with his return. We live as a people in exile. And this season, when we have to shelter in place, when we have to be the scattered people of God, it's helping us to recover and to deepen our sense that we are always an exiled people until that day when our Lord returns. And so throughout the season of Easter, we're going to be looking at these different places and circumstances that wherever and whenever the body of Christ finds itself, there still is the church. Today, we're looking how the church lives amid uncertainty. 
because the risen and reigning Christ lives in her midst. Now, uncertainty was certainly the watchword for the disciples on that first Easter day. The uncertainty was unmistakable and unmistakably unsettling. Now, you might be wondering, wait a second, Jesus is risen? It's that first Easter day? Why aren't they out celebrating? Why aren't they throwing a party? Well, a couple of reasons. First of all, they themselves don't know yet that Jesus is resurrected. You could say, well, why didn't they know that? Why didn't they believe that? Hadn't Jesus told them that many times over? It's true, but they either didn't understand it or couldn't believe it, and probably a little bit of both. Whatever the case, they suddenly find themselves sheltering in place, awaiting in fear further retribution or retaliation from the religious leaders. They've already seen what those leaders did to Jesus on Good Friday, and they're wondering what's going to happen to them. What is the, the future going to hold for them? Will they still be able to carry out that mission that the Lord had given to them? But how could they, without their Redeemer, without their Savior, without their leader alongside them, how could they possibly even think about continuing forth under those circumstances. And if that uncertainty is true for all of the disciples, it's especially the case for Thomas. Thomas cannot, will not believe in the resurrected Lord unless and until he sees those wounds in his hands and in his side. He's like that old guy that, you know, with the hands over his ears, eyes closed, na 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 He refuses to believe unless he sees the risen Jesus and is able to touch him. The uncertainty there was unmistakable for the apostles. But in the midst of that uncertainty, Christ breaches those walls, the physical walls, which is pretty cool, right? The resurrected Jesus apparently is able to pass through even to, to come through walls. It makes you wonder, in our resurrected bodies, are we going to be able to pass through walls? Physicists say that, in fact, there's not just four dimensions. There might be 11 or 12 dimensions. Will we be able to experience all of those dimensions in the resurrection? Discuss. But not right now. Later. Okay. So Jesus breaches those physical walls, but also the, the metaphorical walls, the wall of fear and anxiety, the wall of uncertainty that surrounds them. He comes to them into their midst and proclaims peace. Shows them his own gaping wounds in his hand and in his side. And in the face of those wounds and with the Jesus in their midst, now they are able to find that peace that surpasses all understanding. Then they were glad when they saw the Lord. And even Thomas, when he finds and discovers the risen Jesus, now he proclaims, my Lord and my God, that uncertainty has been quelled by the risen Christ. But let's be clear about this. It's not that Jesus suddenly answers all of their questions, resolves all of their fears. What has changed is that now, because the resurrected Lord is with them, even as they move forward into an uncertain future, they don't know what the future holds. But now they know who holds the future. That Jesus still goes beside them and before them. And so he is able to send them out boldly to proclaim the kingdom of God. And we even saw that story from the, the book of Acts we heard a moment ago of how now the disciples are going out announcing the kingdom. Those ones who had been fearful, now they are confidently announcing the kingship of our Lord Jesus, even suffering for the sake of his name, rejoicing 
in their suffering. It's as though amid all of that uncertainty, they have been forged to become even more firm in their identity as, their, as the church, as the people of God, the pilgrim, exiled people of God moving forward because amid uncertainty, the church still lives because Jesus lives in their midst. It strikes me that this is a word that we especially need right now. Right now, when uncertainty has become the watchword of the day, we're surrounded by it, we're clouded in it, moving forward in a fog. I don't know about you, but I have read so much over the last few weeks, it makes me feel like I'm an amateur epidemiologist all of a sudden, right? And yet for all of us, we don't know what, what's going to happen. When will the economy be able to resume? When can people get back to work? When will we be able to gather together again? as church. And look, I would be lying to you if I said, oh yes, I know and I'm confident it's going to happen in this timeline. We don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty, not only for the world at large, but even for us as a church. When will we be able to gather together again? How will our finances be? All of these questions are with us. The only way that we are able to move forward is because we know that the risen and reigning Lord Jesus is with us. See, he bursts, he breaches those walls of uncertainty that we might be feeling, that are experiencing in our hearts, in our lives, in our homes. He comes into our midst and proclaims that antidote to anxiety, the peace that surpasses all understanding. And you notice if uncertainty is the watchword of the day in our culture, peace, shalom, is the watchword of the kingdom of God. Three times Jesus says it to the disciples on that Easter evening. Peace be with you. It's his peace that guards our hearts and our minds in the midst of this season of uncertainty when we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future, that he is the Lord who has vouchsafed our salvation. As St. Peter said, now we have an inheritance that is undiminished, that is undefiled, that is unshakable because it is held by our Lord Jesus. And I dare say that in the season of exile, he might be forging us to understand even more firmly what does it mean for us to be the church in exile. I heard the story from a, a pastor, a chaplain by the name of Daniel Gard, in fact, Admiral Gard. He has uh, served at recent, most recently as a president of Concordia University, Chicago. He's now retired. He tells a story of an unconventional Easter that he celebrated, maybe a little bit different than the one that we've had in the last week, but still quite strange. So he's with his, his soldiers out on the field, and they had experienced a, a great big rainstorm the night before. So he gets up Easter morning, and they're just going all around in just pools and puddles of mud, squelch, scorch. He has to set up a, a makeshift altar for worship, and he does, and he leads the, the Christians there in worship as they gather together around the risen Lord, even in that unlikely place. And then they kneel side by side, down, kneeling in the mud as they receive the body and blood of Christ. And afterward, one of the soldiers said to Pastor Guard, Admiral Guard, you know, chaplain, I've always thought I understood what it means to be the church, but you never really know what it is to be the church until you've received the Eucharist kneeling in the mud. See, there's something about 
these seasons of uncertainty, of being in a place of exile, that helps to reinforce and forge our identity as the church, as the body of Christ. See, that we are still living as the Lord's people, even in this time of uncertainty, because the risen Lord lives in our midst. That makes all the difference. He still sends us out as the church, as the scattered people of God, to bear witness to his reign and rule. We don't know what the future holds, but we know that he holds the future. And so we're able to go forward confidently. I can't give you the answers to all the questions. I wish that I could. I wonder myself what it's going to look like. But we do know that we still go under the banner of our king who goes before us, beside us, and behind us, and who will lead us on in the midst of this fog. Still, the risen Lord is with us, and so the church lives amid uncertainty because the risen Jesus lives in our midst. I want to close by returning once more to that image of the, the Lutheran Frauenkirche, the Church of Our Lady. And you know, just a few days after that picture was taken, the church crumbled. Nobody was injured or hurt as a result of it, but the church fell down. And in fact, it was left in that ruined state for years, decades. And yet still, the church persisted and existed, even in that time when they didn't have their building. They weren't able to gather together the way that they were accustomed to. And yet some 60 years later, they were rededicating a restored and, and rebuilt church. It was the year 2005. They rededicated the Lutheran Frauenkirche. And when they did, their motto for the rededication ceremony was this. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Because that peace that surpasses all understanding that our Lord Jesus brings as he breaches our walls, that word that is the watchword of the risen Lord, the watchword of his kingdom, it still reigns and rules in his people. Even as we go forward amid uncertainty, we don't know what the future holds. We, we can't even tell if there's going to be snow in April, much less do we know when we're going to be able to return to anything like a, a state of normalcy. But you know what? Maybe it's during this period when we're able to recalibrate what does it mean to be normal? See, the church, until our Lord Jesus comes again, lives in a state of exile. Even when we're able to gather again as church, still we are ever and always the scattered people of God. And we exist and persist as the body of Christ at our homes, on the road, amid uncertainty. Why? Because the risen and reigning Lord Jesus lives in our midst. Friends, we don't need to be fearful or anxious about the future. We don't know what it holds, but we know who holds the future. And he goes with you and me every step of the way. Amen. And may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Now we stand to confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting.